This is the 401 Podcast. Join Rhode Island sports journalist and basketball scribe Kevin McNamara with guests from the Ocean State sports scene and beyond. Now, here's your host, Kevin McNamara. Hello and welcome to the 401 Podcast on Kevin Mac Sports. I'm your host, Kevin McNamara. Thanks for joining me in what's, uh, well, it's a crazy busy time for sports right now. There's nothing like playoff time when the NBA and the NHL are going back and forth. Of course, that's if your teams are still alive. Right now, the Celtics are on life support, about to be shut down by the Brooklyn Nets. That will certainly be a topic of discussion on a future edition of the 401 podcast. But today we're talking hockey and the Bruins. There's no one better than my pal, Joe McDonald. Joe has followed the Bruins since he was growing up in Cranston, Rhode Island, but also in stops at the Providence Journal, ESPN, The Athletic, and today the Worcester Telegram and Gazette. Joe knows hockey, he knows the hockey culture, and the personalities around it. And hey, that makes him a lot better than me. My idea of hockey as a kid was to wear boots on a small pond and woods behind my house. No way I was skating and hurt myself during basketball season. No chance. But I did grow up in the Bobby Orr days, so I love playoff hockey. Who doesn't? It's certainly one of the better things in sports. And today... These Bruins are as good as anyone in the NHL. We all know that. We all know that the Bees blew a golden opportunity for a Stanley Cup two years ago against the St. Louis Blues. That Game 7 loss, wow, still stings. But the core of that team is back and nearing its final star turn right now. Top line of Patrice Bergeron, David Pasternak, and Brad Marchand is really playing great. And with Tuka Rask and Nett, Charlie McAvoy on defense... Brandon Carlo, it's a loaded group. The Bees are tied at one game apiece against the New York Islanders as we talk to Joe McDonald today, and I know you'll enjoy our look at the series, the NHL, and a few other hockey items as you get ready for Game 3 and the rest of this series right now on this week's 401 Podcast. Well, pleased to welcome Joe McDonald to the 401 Podcast uh, on Kevin Mack Sports. Yeah, absolutely, Kev. How's it going? It's going good. I'm really into the Bruins, like all Bruins fans right now, and uh, I just got to budget enough time. I think we now have seen four overtime games and seven playoff games this this season, and uh, boy, these teams, the Islanders and the Bruins look very evenly matched, so maybe more of the same the rest of the way. Yeah, pretty much, Kev. It's, it's funny, after the game one where the Bruins you know, handled them pretty well. You know, I had a lot of people thinking, oh, this is going to be a four-game sweep or it's going to be a short series. Well, that's not the case. Uh, you know, these teams are evenly matched. And, look, the New York Islanders is a very talented team. Uh, game two, uh, you know, they got a little more puck luck than the, than the Boston Bruins did. But, you know, the Bruins maybe probably weren't happy with some of the officiating, uh, some of the calls that went against them. Uh, certainly, Bruce Cassidy, after that game, uh, mentioned this. He wasn't satisfied with not only the effort from his players, but also from the officials. Um, but, hey, that's Stanley Cup playoff hockey. And mm. in order to hoist the Stanley Cup sometime in the middle of July, then the team has to have a lot of luck on its side. And, and certainly that was the case for the New York Islanders in game two. No, it's interesting. Uh, before the Washington series, we said, geez, the one thing that the Bruins need to do is, is stay out of the penalty box. Don't take any stupid penalties. And, you know, they, they, they did okay in that department uh, against the Caps. And then in the second period, they really opened the door for a comeback last night with 
you know, leading one nothing after a really great goal by Charlie Coyle, but then, you know, Pasternak basically runs into the goalie. I mean, that, that, that's a clear interference, and that opens it up for a tying goal by Josh Bailey. But then, uh, and maybe this is what Cassidy was referring to, the, the cross-check uh, that opened the door for was Was that a legit cross-check, or was that a little fuzzy? No, that was not a little fuzzy. That was a lot fuzzy. Yeah. I mean, how, how that call is made is, is unbelievable. I mean, if you're going to make that call, at least call it on both guys. Mm-hmm. You know, make it a four-on-four situation. You put both guys in the box. But to say that Brandon Carlo in a in a scrum like that, you know, cross-checked the guy. And, I mean, that that's just – that was a bad call. Mm-hmm. And, obviously, it led to a goal for, for the Islanders. And, uh, you know, the Bruins did come back, you know. But still, it, in that situation, at this time of the year, a call like that cannot be made. Even the broken stick penalty on Mike Riley, you know, he breaks his stick on yeah. a shot. The puck dribbles in front of him. The guy – picks up the loose pucks, going back the other way, and he just turns, and yeah, maybe he kind of threw the broken shaft, you know, in the direction uh, of the Islanders player. I can't remember who it was, it was on the breakaway, but, uh, you know, that, that, those are just a couple of calls that you can't make in the Stanley Cup. I mean, you've you got to keep it even both sides. And, and I'm, I'm the last to complain about the officials because it's a tough job. Uh, I know a lot of these guys, and but... It, that was that was a tough night for the officials in game two. And to dig yourselves a, a, a two-goal deficit in a Stanley Cup uh, series is really difficult, down 3-1 after two. You knew that the Bruins would make a push in the third period, but I, I was not at the arena. I know you were at the Garden. I can only imagine the way that that place was rocking in the last 10 minutes when first Bergeron and then Brad Marchand uh, scored a tie it at 3-3. Uh, Joe, I guess if we wonder if the crowd can play a role uh, in this post-COVID world, it's certainly huge advantage for the Bruins down the stretch in the third period. Kevin, it was unbelievable how loud it was. Not only last night, I mean, game one it was insane. But uh, in game two, as soon as Bergeron scored that goal, you know, it was a little quiet at that point. And he scores that goal, and that place erupted. And you're right, it, it definitely gave momentum back to the Bruins, even though they were still down a goal at that point. And then when Marshan scored, I mean, it was, the press box was shaking. I mean, it, the, I was like, you could feel it. And it was, it was a pretty cool feeling. And, uh, you know, I even had some buddies texting me who weren't at the game and I, that's exactly what I respond. I'm like, this place is shaking. Uh, that's so long was, overdue. That's what we miss, cool right? Right, Joe? That's what everyone, everybody misses. Yeah, exactly. And I'm telling you, you know, game one, you know, at first we had like the 12%, or well, we had zero, and it was just members of the media who were listening to this piped-in fan noise for however many months, and it was brutal. And then they had 12%, and it was like, well, all right, even 12%, you could feel a difference. And then 25%, you're like, wow, you know, it feels like 100%. Huh. And, then, and then game one, it was unbelievable just to see every single seat full and the the crowd noise, it was it was. It was awesome. Yeah. Like, you know, we've been to a million of these games, Kevin, right? And we're almost uh, immune to it, right? Because you're so used to it. But mm-hmm. when it's gone for 15 months and then all of a sudden it's back and it's back during the Stanley Cup playoffs, uh, it was it was unbelievable. And then to have, you know, Rhode Island's own A.J. Quetta as the, the banner captain before the game, that definitely got the fans riled up. For sure. That was game one, correct? Correct. That was game one. Yeah. Uh, just a, qu- a quick one on that, Joe. Um, I know you've been close to that situation. 
I, I, I'm amazed at how good AJ looks. I, I haven't interviewed him or been near him. I, I know that you have. How's he doing? Because it looks like a dramatic improvement, which is great to see. He's got an unbelievable attitude about it, Kevin. You know, he's, he's got a positive outlook on it. Uh, you know, he knows that he's going to do everything he can to to get out of that chair, and, and that's basically what he said. You know, he, he's, he's going to do it. You know, and if there's anyone who can defy the odds, you know, it's certainly AJ. And um, it's, I hate to say it, it's good, but he has a support system around him, a guy like Matt Brown, uh, the Massachusetts high school hockey player who's suffered a similar injury uh, about Oh, God, eight years ago, I think it is right. now. And Tom Smith, uh, another local guy, hockey player, who who suffered paralysis twice, uh, and he was able to come back. So these three guys have, have become, as Tom Smith said, like an, an unwanted family, but they need each other in their lives right now. And, and A.J.'s doing well. Um, you know, he's Right now he's going up to uh, journey forward in, in Canton, Mass., on a daily basis, and he continues his rehab up there. Uh, so he'll be home for the summer and – uh, he'll be graduating from Bishop Fiend High School here shortly, and so he's he's doing he's doing well, Kevin. And, and yeah. you know, to see the smile on his face prior to Game One when you had seventeen thousand plus just standing ovation for him and screaming, it was it was well worth it. And, and I was there to to have a front row seat to just see how elated he was in, in that moment, and and he certainly deserved it. That's great. Let's take a break from our conversation with Joe McDonald. And hear from our friends at Manscaped. We interrupt the 401 podcast to bring you this breaking news. The Manscaped engineering team has confirmed that they have successfully engineered the Lawnmower 4.0, which is now available for purchase in the United States and Canada. This new trimmer was just released only moments ago, and we here at the 401 podcast are one of the first to get our hands on it and share the news. Join over 2 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped with this exclusive offer for you, 20% off and free worldwide shipping with the code KMAC at manscaped.com. I'm one of the first people to try the new 4.0 and I'm blown away by its performance. The craftsmanship and detail on this trimmer are next level. The Lawnmower 4.0 ceramic blade and skin safe technology is almost too good to be true. It's as if Manscaped worked with Elon Musk's engineers to ensure your package is as safe as possible. The Lawnmower 4.0 gives you the ability to turn the 400K LED spotlight on and off when needed for a more precise shave. The new trimmer is waterproof, so you can groom in the shower and not have to worry about making a mess on the bathroom floor. Did I mention wireless charging? The Lawnmower 4.0's new wireless charging system uses electromagnetic induction, which can help battery length last longer. If you're still grooming your face with your ball trimmer, it's time to make some changes. Get 20% off and free shipping with the code KMAC at manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free global shipping at manscaped.com when using the code KMC. Unlock your confidence and always use the right tools for the job with Manscaped. Hey, Joe, uh, back to the series. So back to Varlamov last night. Very impressive uh, goalie. I, I was I was impressed with the with the previous goalie in, in their in their series with uh, Pittsburgh. Uh, they clearly have two pretty good guys, but it looks like Varlamov going forward. And, and what, what what was your impression of him? Yeah, Kev. He you know he's he's got the resume. Like he's a he's a, a really good goalie in the National Hockey League, and he's We've seen that in the past, and uh, and going back to him for game two was was a smart move by by Barry Trotz, and and because of the success that he had last night, and the, and as well as he played, yeah, I expect him 
to be their goalie in, in Game 3. But, as you mentioned, they have two really strong goaltenders, and Trotz will not hesitate to pull a trigger and make, and make a goalie change. Uh, he's done that in the past, uh, and obviously he's doing it in this series. But, uh, yeah, strong, strong you know, performance from from the Islanders in, in Game 2. But, yeah, I suspect, I suspect that's going to be the same for, uh, for Game 3. Hey, Joe, two more. Um, the uh, overtime goal by... By uh, Suzikas, um, clearly a mis- mishap by Lausanne, right? I, I mean, I went off somebody's skate, but it's, it's funny. I've heard some back and forth already that, you know, it was, really wasn't his fault. Well, well he, he made a dangerous pass at the blue line, and and obviously it didn't work out. Uh, you know, hockey is all about bounces, but um, kind, of, kind of a dangerous pass that led to the breakaway, correct? It was a dangerous pass. Uh, you know, he has to be a little more aware of, of where he's at and where his partner is at. And, and at that time, uh, I believe it was Charlie McAvoy who, who was on the ice, and he was out of position. So, um, you know, Lozon does make that pass. He, he should have just put it down the wall and into the corner, made the safe play. But you know, part of the systems by, set up by Bruce Cassidy is that they go D to D a lot. I see. And 99% of the time, that defensive partner, whoever it is, uh, should be there. And they have a lot of success, a lot of success as they say, going from high to low with the puck in that situation. Uh, his defensive partner wasn't there. Uh, that's why Charlie Coyle was, was a little bit higher in the zone because of that, and that's when the puck just went off his skate, and, and obviously Sezikis picked it up and, and went in for the breakaway and the game winner. But, yeah, it's, uh, there were a few mistakes on that play, um, but that's, those are the types of situations that at this time of the year that the Bruins really need to, to button up because – you know, plays like that, as you mentioned, you know, there's a lot of luck that goes involved to winning a Stanley Cup, and, and plays like that can make a big difference. And, Joe, I was tuned into the post game, and, uh, of course, Joe McDonald asked the go-to question, which uh, I think caught everyone by surprise. You seem to notice in the second period that Tuka Rask was not himself, not moving as as freely. Uh, it, did, did that question catch Bruce Cassidy by surprise, or, or was he agreeing with, with you that, that that Rask was a little shaky, although he played pretty well in the uh, in the third period and, and parts of overtime. He did, and it, you're right, Kevin. It was in sec- right after the Islanders' second goal. You know, it was quite evident that you know he was in some dis- discomfort, and which is unusual to see from Tuca. Uh, I mean, he is a very uh, you know he he's really not injury prone uh, during his career, and he's been you know pretty solid from a physical standpoint. So he really doesn't show. Uh, you know, discomfort as much as he did last night. And even to a point where, you know, and I tweeted out, it wouldn't surprise me if Swayman came out for the third because he was really laboring. Did, uh, did you just see – yeah, so Joe, did you just see stiffness? What, what did you see? He, he was slow getting off the ice. Uh, and you could – look where I was sitting, I was right above him. And even though we're six stories off the ice – you could see like him grimacing, like you could, you know, and you know he would get up to one leg and almost like struggle to get onto to both his skates. Uh, he was slow going side to side a little bit, uh, but they obviously received some sort of treatment. I'm guessing he received some sort of treatment between periods because he did come out for the third. He was made 12, 13 saves, timely saves in the third period, and yeah. other than the the uh, the game winner, which really isn't his fault because you can't fault a goalie on a breakaway like that. Uh, you know, he, he played well. So that prompted me to, to ask Cassidy uh, just, hey, Tuca kind of gutted it out. It was, it was evident that he, he wasn't 100%. Um, and he gave the answer that he gave and said that they were, 
would have a discussion in the next couple of days because game three isn't until Thursday, so they have an extra day. But Bruce Cassidy said this morning, uh, he admitted this morning that uh, Tuca is dealing with a nagging injury, uh, and he has been for a while, just like most of the players at this time of the season. But he, he expects Tuca to be ready for game three. Let's take a break from the 401 podcast and hear what's new with our friends at Haxton's Liquors. Spring has finally arrived, and with social distancing regulations relaxing around Rhode Island, it's time to head to Haxton's Liquors on Bald Hill Road in Warwick. Haxton's has everything you need, all the top wines and spirits, plenty of beer, a huge selection of spiked seltzers, and all the mixers. Haxton's is always ready to serve you, so stop in and see my friends Tim and Bobby Haxton. They do an excellent job with air filtration and their giant store. So mask up and say hello to the Haxtons. We're thrilled that they are proud sponsors of Kevin Mack Sports. Hey, Joe, no, no one wants to look ahead, uh, either the Islanders or the Bruins, but we know what the NHL's bracket is going to be with Toronto, well, gagging once again. <laughs> uh, year after year, the, the Maple Leafs fans are going to be shaking their heads, but uh, it'll now be the winner of this series go on to play either Tampa or Carolina. Uh, your reaction to that? Is that what we, I guess we didn't expect that, but I guess that's a little more traditional than uh, playing maybe Las Vegas in the next round. Right, and, and the way the, the seeding uh, format is this year, um, you're right, it is different. Um, and now the road to the Stanley Cup final has to go through either Tampa, or, well, first the Islanders, but uh, next round either Tampa or or Carolina and uh, Tampa is a team that that kind of scares me. You know they obviously play the Bruins very well. Uh, the Bruins avoided them in 2019 uh, when they went to the Cup final, and they they've beaten Carolina before. Carolina is a, is a really good hockey team, uh, so it's not going to be easy for the Bruins. But I look this, Kevin. Even looking even further along down the road in the Stanley Cup playoffs. How about a Bruins Canadian no. Stanley Cup final? Sign me up. Yeah, that would be unbelievable. It really like, would. Absolutely. Like, yeah. I, I mean, I, you would have to think that the hockey world wants that. Like, the NHL would love to see the Bruins and the Canadians in the Stanley Cup final, uh, as long as they don't get any uh, too many men on the ice penalties. But yeah, um, you know. But yeah, it, 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 it's it's not an easy road for the Bruins moving forward. But they certainly have the team to to make it deeper. Well, step by step, Bruins need to beat. The Islanders and hey, the Canadians need to get by the Winnipeg Jets. We certainly don't want to see that. <laughs> Winnipeg Jets—they're a good hockey team as well, you know. And uh, but you know, the thing with the Canadians—they did—they they were able to come back. They were able to beat the, the Maple Leafs in in you know fine fashion here. And Carey Price looks like the Carey Price of old. Yeah, they got the goal. They got the goaltender, which is so they got the so important. And yeah. that's as you know, goaltending is is what drives it. So yeah, it's going to be interesting to see what happens here. Joe, if they keep winning, we'll catch up with you again. Really appreciate it, and uh, enjoy the garden. It certainly is rocking. Enjoy it. Thanks, Kev. Well, that's it for this week's 401 podcast, and thanks, as always, to producer extraordinaire Kevin Collins and to our guest, Joe McDonald. Hope everyone enjoys the rest of the Stanley Cup playoffs. Hopefully this Boston Bruins are skating deep into June. Thanks, as always, to our sponsors at Manscaped and Haxton's Liquors. And remember, we are now on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, and Buzzsprout. Subscribe on whatever platform you enjoy most. Shoot us a like and tell your friends to look for the next edition of the 401 Podcast with Kevin McNamara. 
Thanks for listening to the 401 Podcast with Kevin McNamara. Get the 411 on the sports scene in the 401 by subscribing to the 401 Podcast from KevinMacSports.com.